delightful, delightful. Mm, I wish I could sing like that. It's not everything singing, you know. The only important thing these days is rhythm and melody. Rhythm and melody. I like this setup. I've made I've made this out of a cardboard box that holds the burn up. You can see it on this end, you'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> Looks a little sad and homeless. But but it's doing its job. Welcome to Glenn and Casey's Royal Ramble. I'm Glenn, that's Casey. And Casey, did you know that it's episode 121 today? Amazing. Did you just make that up or is it actually? No. no. <laughs> you I don't make them. <laughs> no, I don't make everything up. No, I went on to our um, Buzzsprout thing and it says, here's your episodes, here's this. I've got another statistic for you, 4,603 downloads. Wow. How many is that, that per episode? Oh, I, I don't know. No, no, there's only cer- there's certain ones people like. Right. And somehow I don't think this will be one of them. <laughs> yeah, because, but you know who did like this paper? pay-per-view oh no they're not called pay-per-views what are they now premium live events premium Although, live events. aew maybe still call them pay-per-views because i think you gotta pay per view oh potentially but speaking of stats i know of eighty-one thousand and thirty-five people that actually paid to go and watch of course the pay-per-view i'm speaking of special live event if you will aew's all in in london england Wembley. Wembley Stadium. Mm. How weird is this that WWE didn't do this first? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. Like, they did have that clash at the castle in Cardiff or whatever. That's not 81,000 people. Exactly. And, like, yeah, Wembley's got that WWE history. Like, Yes. Yeah. Uh, What was it? SummerSlam 92. Mm Mm-hmm. And they beat that record, and apparently it's actually, it's not a work number that they've thrown up in the air like WWF slash WWE are guilty of in the past. There was legitimately over 90,000 people in this arena, including employees and cops and all that. So, well done, AEW. By cops, do you mean English bobbies? Yes, sure, sure. And oh, I haven't, I, I should have started with an accent, shouldn't I? Yes, we should have oh, done this whole podcast in a silly voice. Yes, yes, quite. I, I'm not sure what I'm, uh, what I'm settled on. If I'm going to be like, hello, how are you today? Or should we go Cockney? Like, the, <laughs> right, oh. so you go, you're Lord Alfred Hayes or you're, um, <laughs> or you're, what, what's that WWE guy? Um, <laughs> Well, which know, WWE guy? The, oh, what's his name? Bru- Bru- in the Brawling Brutes, a little butch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Little Peaky butch. Blinders. Got a little Peaky Blinders on it. Yeah, hello. Hello, go. But uh, going back to Wembley Stadium. Oh, my God. Hang on. Speaking of overseas, and yeah. I was going to ask you this prior to pressing record, but let's go there anyway. How is Japan? Ah, oh, Japan was amazing. Uh, didn't get to see any wrestling, unfortunately. That would have been cool. I just saw a thing what? pop up uh, in my feed the other day. There was, like, two Japanese wrestlers had a fight on a bullet train. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amongst all the passengers. And that would have been quite the experience had, uh, had that occurred while I was there. But, alas, it was a wrestling-free trip. 
But aside from yeah. that, it was amazing. I had a great time in Japan and can't wait to go back, to be honest. That's awesome. I was hoping you'd say that. I've never been. Uh, Japan is, uh, I've heard you can get anything out of a vending machine. Well, I only saw lots of drinks, really. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, there was a couple of, like, I saw one that was like a hot ramen uh, vending machine. But yeah, oh, I didn't, yeah. I was expecting wacky ones everywhere, but nah, it's just, you know, get yourself some water or some Coke out of a vending machine. It's like, all know, right. Well, again, I haven't been, so maybe I was getting a bit too excited there. While you're talking about ramen, do you think that's probably one of the most overrated cuisines? No, absolutely not. Good ramen's amazing. Yeah, but it's soup. No, nah, it's, it's more noodles. There's, really? There's a, there's a brothiness, certainly. <laughs> I just always feel like I'm being tricked. You know, we're like, oh, we'll go for ramen. So are you asking me out for soup? Is that what we're doing here? No. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's like dumplings. Like, like, do you know one female or that doesn't love dumplings? I mean, I love dumplings. Do you? That's one of my favorite foods. Oh, okay. Maybe I've got to catch up with the times. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, Japan's definitely on the list. Did you see, speaking of travel also, that uh, the WWE are coming to Australia next year? They'll be in Perth in February. I did see that for Elimination Chamber, isn't it? Yep, but it's in Perth. Yeah. Is Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell one of them? Elimination but, um, Chamber. Yeah, Perth. Why would you do it in Perth of all places? I don't know. I mean, I'd rather fly to Japan. It'd take just as long. Yeah, just about. So God. Maybe twice as long to get to Japan. But I guess maybe it's shorter <laughs> to get states to Perth, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, because I saw Australia, and Elimination Chamber, bizarrely, is Kath's favourite pay-per-view. Yeah, right. Well, that's a weird choice. That's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, But again, she likes dumplings and you know, other soup. And other things like that, <laughs> but uh, we should uh, we should go back. I'm wearing my Royal Ramble hat, or one of many. I didn't know we had Royal Ramble hats. <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sure I've offered you a hat before. I said, "Do you want a hat?" And you went, "Oh, oh yeah, okay." <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I can tell you weren't going to wear it out. Let's just say that it's like when it's like when someone gives you a t-shirt and you go, "Hello, pajama shirt." Yes. <laughs> Straight away. I've got a few of those. But uh, we're not in our pajamas tonight. As again, we uh, travel back to yourself, Glenn. <laughs> At least you're wearing pants, right? But we're going back to London, jolly old England. And uh, hey, commentary wise, I was a bit giddy. We've got Jim Ross. Yeah, JR. And we've got yep. uh, Excalibur. Oh, yeah, I'm glad he's there. You know yeah, what? He's he, he is not as bad as everyone says he is. Nah, true, but he's also nothing Not to write home about either. But um, why, we also why got you, that other nope. dude, though, um, Nigel, yes. no. whatever his name is. Nigel McGuinness. That's him. Um, yeah, haven't got seen it. him since the old NXT days. Just disclaimer for uh, all our listeners out there that may not have listened to all 121 episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, I know you haven't. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> we uh, are not huge AEW guys. Like, not mm. that we... Uh, aren't into it it's just it's it's not as accessible for us here in australia unless we want to pay an additional streaming service subscription and uh and let's be fair like there's only so much wrestling we can watch per week so 
when it comes to AW pay-per-views, uh, this is what, maybe the second or third one that we've ever watched. So this um, is the second for me. The second. So there's a lot of um maybe a lot of um characters, wrestlers, personalities that we're just catching up with, which to a regular AEW viewer who will be like, ah, you know, what are you talking about? JR on commentary. I see it every week. And I'm like, wow. For us, it's it's a novelty. Uh, and so yeah, seeing seeing old mate Nigel McGuinness, uh yeah. I completely forgot he existed, uh, but I really did enjoy him back in, in NXT, uh, his time yeah. there. So yeah. Um, it's it was good to hear his voice and obviously a fitting uh, announcer to have uh, at a London show. It was one of those, because uh, I'm always a fan of the two-man booth. I don't think you need a third. It gets clunky, you know, like anything really, if you had a third. But I thought Jim Ross and Nigel McGuinness alone could have handled this quite easily it's funny how uh, i did just think recently and again i've only seen two aew special live events uh like from beginning to end but the the two reasons why are quite strange because the first one i watched is because cm punk arrived on the scene oh yeah and now we're watching this one and cm punk had shown the door <laughs> what was it the next day or yeah. the day after uh look we might as well have a chat about it because our first match is for the real world championship, whatever the hell that means. You're right. We don't watch AEW. We've got the TNA television champion. TNA? What is this? 1996? TNA? Anyway, Samoa Joe's here. Yeah, I was wondering because he comes out with a belt and I'm pretty sure the announcer said they were both real world champions um, rather than TNA. You didn't say TNA television. My makeshift so, box things falling apart. Hang on. <laughs> Man, who would have the, thought lying on cardboard uh, would let you down? But anyway. <laughs> the sticky tape just went boing. But no! Uh, yes, and of course, the Samoa Joe. He's off commentary. We saw him at WrestleMania, what, a year or two, year or two ago? And uh, Samoa Joe here, directly from WWE's broadcast team, is up against the real world champion, allegedly CM Punk, direct from the train station as they forgot to pick him up. Did you hear about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon that was on purpose? Quite possibly. Uh, yeah, so. he's not known for making friends, the old CM Punk. Um, he, he really isn't. But how strange is that? That, like, wouldn't you, if that happened to you, and he got apparently, I think he got a lift. From a fan <laughs> after he caught a chain or two, but wouldn't like because he was all upset, and apparently, this started a chain of events that led to him being dismissed by Tony Khan. What does that guy look like, Tony Khan? Like, um, he looks like the bad guy from Under Siege 2. That's <laughs> it, Tony Khan. <laughs> he looks yeah, like, like a cross between Borat and Spider from Goodfellas. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't say you're right, Spider. <laughs> I'm all right. You're all right. Yeah, yeah. Poor Spider. Well, anyway, I don't know. Tony Carney just looked like a startled deer in headlights and crossed with a chicken or something. I don't know. He's, he's, a, he's a very, very odd looking man. Uh, I, we're just used to Vince swaggering out, aren't we? Yeah, that's it. Not anymore, though. But uh, yeah, yeah, but seeing this as an opening match, I, w- I was surprised that it was the opener. Um, but I got to say, like, as an event overall, AEW's roster is stacked. Like, to think that it's, you know, largely yeah. cast-offs from WWE, yeah. this is packed. Like, people that have been main eventers in AEW all throughout <laughs> the, the, car, 
<laughs> getting attacked by uh did you see that yeah that was huge it's a bat um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah people that have been main eventers all through AEW, um all over the card from the first match right through uh it was it was crazy so um yeah yeah you know often you know it's pretty pretty common these days for uh the first match on a on a premium live event. <laughs> so I'm getting attacked. I'm getting attacked by Mothra over here. <laughs> sorry, I should have brought a baton out here. But anyway, sorry, you, sorry. You, you were, you're rolling. Should have, should have brought you a Godzilla from Japan. Oh um, yeah. Oh sorry, I just sounded Japanese then. Yeah, you should have. How <laughs> how is how was your Japanese over there? Did you uh, did it no. get over? No. Nah. Nah, did no, you at least up after the first couple of days? Did you at least order sushi correctly? Uh, <laughs> like like Larry David does? Sushi the entire time I was there. That's okay. That's something that sounds yeah, I'd do that too. It's uh, I was um I was in France. Why do people say France? I was in France a few times and I have never eaten frog's legs. Yeah, well I, I don't think it's as common as sushi is in Japan, but uh... No. <laughs> no. But I really wanted to. I had snails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I ordered this seafood platter. This is not relevant or on topic. I ordered a seafood platter, and I went, but it came out all uncooked, uh, and uh, and it all looked like it was going to go <laughs> off my plate. Like I went green. I'm like, oh, I can't eat this, and it cost me like forty euro. And I'm like, I'm gonna barf. And there's this person next to me with the same thing, and I just sort of like, I thought I'll have a glance over, see what the, how to eat it, and they're just like. <laughs> And oh, it's just gross. It was so gross. I, I got a uh, pizza would, later. Wouldn't order again. No, no, that'll learn me for being too adventurous. So, but well, regardless, yeah, regardless, we... seeing Punk in Samoa Joe, huh? Well, I just wanted to just touch. You know, this is going to be a long podcast, but no, it's not. We're going to power through this thing. But CM Punk, okay, he got forgotten. He rocked up a little grouchy. And but wouldn't you just laugh it off? Like wouldn't you go, you know what, these idiots, whether they did it on purpose or not, wouldn't you check your paycheck and go, whatever? Yeah. I would. Yeah. Because apparently, and there was a match, there was a few matches prior to this, you know, the big opener. And look, I actually quite enjoyed this match. It's a proper old school wrestling match. It was, yeah. Uh I'll just let me just fix my uh <laughs> my thing. This is just it's depressing. I think the moth did it. But he had an altercation, apparently, with a wrestler. I'm not overly familiar with the game. I do apologise to anyone listening that's a big fan of a uh, a certain gentleman called Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. You familiar with Jungle Boy? Ah, uh, somewhat. Oh, okay. Because Jungle Boy was a apparently match. told... Oh, sorry, what did you say? I'm just talking. I think I've seen him in a match. Okay, okay. Because he was apparently told by a lot of people, including CM Punk, and they just said, don't use real glass, don't smash through a real glass car. Windshield makes pretty good sense, considering the uh, issues that (laughs) happened in the past. I remember Goldberg smashed one. Do you remember when he put his fist through a genuine car window and he was off for half a year? Well done. And uh, (laughs) uh, poor old JR as well, copped a... Some broken glass to the eyeball at one time. Oh yeah, and I know. Oh, he smashed a gla- uh, glass lolly jar over yeah. Taz's head. Yeah, and he cut his hand. Yeah. Why would you play with real glass? It's wrestling. Yeah, 
exactly. It's, bo- it's bonkers. But anyway, but he did it anyway. And apparently they had a scuffle at the back. This is before CM Punk came out to this match. So he did pretty well. He didn't look very rattled out there, did he? No, no. I mean, I'm sure as soon as you walk out into that crowd, you're going to forget all about oh. Jim or whatever his name is. Yeah, the one thing I have written down here is that poor CM Punk, he can't even headline an all-in all in London. He just he never gets the main event, does he? <laughs> What's yeah, the deal? I, mean, I, I enjoyed seeing Samoa Joe wrestle again because I did think it was a bit of a shame when WWE relegated him to the commentary desk. Um, yeah. So I'm glad he's back and I'm glad he's a TNA TV champ. Yeah, it's sort of, it's what they did to Randy Savage like, in the mm. early 90s too. And they chucked him on commentary. He had years left under his belt and he went yeah. through for that over at WCW. Man, it, how much does AEW kind of remind you of that car crash WWE style from the late 90s, especially the second half of this card? Yeah, that, that, yeah. and yeah, it was very, yeah, that sort of, yeah, exactly. That that car crash, Attitude Era Raw, um craziness and also very much some uh wcw overbooking and uh um, yeah. you know not 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 really thinking out quality storylines and just <laughs> letting the wrestlers do whatever the fuck they want basically <laughs> yeah, look at the, they've got the talent like you said the card is stacked all i kept thinking is imagine all these guys and what wwe could do with them yeah well, yeah, that, in, a, in a lot of cases, we've seen that already. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's been good, but for whatever reason, they've been cut. Speaking of cuts, there's been a whole bunch of uh, WWE yeah. releases as well just recently. We should quickly mention, um, most notable probably being Dolph Ziggler, who's uh, finally out skis. Man, he's had so many opportunities to just wrap it up too. Yeah, exactly. So He could yeah. be... He might be in AEW next. But oh, that's the thing. Just, like, we didn't even get Daniel Bryan and apparently Edge is on the way over there as well. So, like, AEW is going to need to have three-day WrestleManias to bloody fiddle their card in from here on out. Well, look, I think that it would be more than fitting for Edge to wrap his career up again with his buddy Christian. Yeah, yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, what I was also going to say is what, what's Joe's face? And this is before anyone's been biffoed. Mm. His face is all sort of scarred and like sort of cheese grated up. I don't know what happened to him. I didn't really notice. I, I just, maybe that's just oh, okay. face. <laughs> okay. Well, let me just rattle off a couple because these notes start out very, very strong and the, they've got a page of stuff. And then as it kept going, it, they were just getting a little bit shorter. And then I'd watch a match and go, I didn't even write anything down for that. <laughs> but uh, I did like the nod to Terry Funk, another one that we've lost now. Yep. When CM Punk's getting punched in the ropes and he just keeps yep. coming back up like the dipping bird. <laughs> like, <laughs> Whoa. We've lost a few, mate, since we talked to you last. Bray Wyatt? Yes. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock. Oh, just a tad. I The most disappointing thing about that is, is I mean, past him, passing away way, way too young, is oh, the Wyatt family, it felt like they had one good run in it left, didn't it? I just wanted to see uh, one more Wyatt family, the Shield, you know, showdown, like the Shield guys reform at some point and have the ultimate you know yeah uh program yeah. with the white family although we've all we've lost you know a couple of members of the white family now all that's left is uh eric and and old mate braun Strowman. so i know but with the two of them and maybe a new guy yeah. 
and and again, Bray Wyatt, if he could have returned, it would have worked. It still would have worked. Anyway, not meant to be, unfortunately. Uh, after the dipping bird, we see back and forward, uh, what does it say? Um, oh, Samoa Joe chops. Samoa Joe's very good here. I actually really enjoyed him. He's old too. Yeah. But yeah. he's working the crowd great. He's like, you know, doing the, the old wanker symbol to the crowd to get him going and all that kind of stuff. Um, That's just... it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, Chris Jericho didn't even know what a wanker was. Yeah. I remember that. He's like, what is it? I'm like, okay. All right. Good on you. We'll see him later, unfortunately. Uh, no, no, that match was pretty good. But, yeah. um, Punk misses to the outside. And now Joe just does that stroll out of the way thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's becoming, becoming quite an infamous spot. I did like when Joe grabbed Punk and sort of swung him in and under the announced mm. desk. Yeah. Never seen that. Yeah, well, that's where... Uh... CM Punk bladed up as well, so uh, comes out dripping the crimson. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, a bit of a tribute to Ric Flair at WrestleMania 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's funny that he did blade to, like, the first match. Like, that's yeah. not really a dumb thing. Yeah, you don't want to, like, bleed all over the mat to begin with. And then, of course, there's nowhere to go from there in terms of adding it later in the night because it's already blowing your load. Exactly. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> after that crazy 10-man match that we have coming up oh. shortly, but where do you go from after that? Yeah. <laughs> bonkers. I reckon, did you like it? You would have liked yeah, it. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, I was, yeah, this, that was that real... Reminded me of that, um, yeah, that one where, with the road warriors running down with the kitchen sink and all that kind yeah. of shit. Now, another thing, too, I noticed CM Punk then makes fun of Hulk Hogan. This seems to be an ongoing thing with different wrestlers mm. these days with the ear wave. Uh, do we also see an STFU, I believe, from CM Punk as well? Uh, He's just <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. And uh, uh, he then bites Joe's uh, forehead. Oh, yeah. I have written down here, and if, oh yes, we well, can come to the end here. A Pepsi plunge off the top rope. CM Punk wins the match. Thought he would. Didn't overly surprise me. In fact, almost every match ended the way I thought it would. Yeah, although this one, like the whole match, you know, ninety percent of the offense is Samoa Joe. I thought he had a had it uh, pretty well in hand, and then that yeah, that finish was a little bit sudden. Um, I guess yeah. you know. They've got to have at least one match where someone doesn't kick out of someone's finisher three times. So, <laughs> like, yeah, the first one. <laughs> but it was, look, it was a really, really good, strong opener. We knew yeah. both participants, whether you've watched TNA or AEW, WWE, you know who these guys are. It felt like a good opening match to a big WrestleMania three type thing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I really enjoyed it. So, next. Next, we have a three-on-three match. My silly favourite tag team match. Trios. I love these. Yeah. Uh, what, sorry? A trios match. Yeah, yeah. I like trios dips when they come out. <laughs> I, I enjoy that. This is going to be a food-orientated part. Could you get that out of a vending machine? No. No? <laughs> you imagine just no. all this dip Whoa. coming out. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> In your hands. Now, you're going to have to help me out with a couple of these names. Kenny Omega, of course, we know. Hangman Page and Koto Ibushi. Yeah, Koto Ibushi. And yep. uh, they're up against Bullet Club Gold, which uh, was uh, 
Jay White and Juice Robinson, and they're uh, they're in Japanese guy. Konosuke Takashita. Yeah, and I read that a couple of times. Like, pardon? Take Shita. Yeah, take Shita. Yes. I think we should just stick to Konosuke. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, Konosuke. The, the um, great Kurosaki. And they came out. Well, first of all, Jay White and Juice Robinson come out. And Juice Robinson's like barking like a rabid dog. Looks like a bit of a bit of a dill. And uh, <laughs> oh, you're being they kind. Got, they got two other guys with them as well. Uh, that yeah, tells me Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and then they've got their manager Don Callis. So I'm like, how many people are on this freaking team? But then I realize, <laughs> all right, only a couple Don- this Don Callis guy just doesn't do it for me. And uh, the gu- yeah, when they said the guns, I'm, I'm looking up like, really? It's not Billy and Bart. Nah. No. So uh, what is it? Uh, Don Callis comes out yep. with Takashite. Yep. <laughs> is that right? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. And uh, JR calls Don Callis a miserable prick. Thanks, JR. Man, he's getting grouchy, isn't he? Well, why not? <laughs> I, I noticed JR pissed off before that stupid match, the, the 10-man match. He's like, yeah. fucking out of here. Screw this. He doesn't want any of that on him. Uh, Juice looks like a young Randy Savage without the talent or the charisma, of course. Mm. Uh, do you know, like, the, the poofed hair that he had, like, in the late yeah. 70s, when he had hair? Like, the the dry-cleaned hair look? <laughs> you know that? But, uh, yeah, what do we have? Um, Ibushi no-sells Jay White strikes, and Jim Ross, he's not having none of it. He's like, I never understood this. And I think he was saying it from a wrestling fan perspective. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, what What are you doing no-selling a guy's 10 moves? Like, what, I, what is he doing? I noticed that a few times with JR. He seemed to, like, say, like, oh, um, I don't think that really worked. Like, or he was, like, commenting, yeah, almost as if, like, you know, he wasn't commenting on, like, he's like, oh, I don't agree with that move or whatever. <laughs> like, thinking it was a bad decision by the wrestlers as opposed to, yes, not, like, a bad wrestling decision, not a bad, you know, legitimate fight, like, as if it was a real fight. Yeah. But, yeah, it was weird. Um, but I guess, you know, that's just where he's at now. <laughs> he's like, he sounded like, he sounded like talent relations out the back watching a monitor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's he doing? Yeah, and you're like, what? What is he doing? It was almost like having commentators and then audio commentary from JR at the back. <laughs> but, um, do you have anything to add? Because what? What do we have? Konosuke. Particularly. Um, not particularly. Konosuke rolls up Omega. I'm surprised Omega took the fall in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know. Look, I don't know what the what the whole storyline is here with Bullet Club. <laughs> what no. He's been the elite guys, like, yeah, I like, as we said, we don't follow this, so we don't know what the significance of, of a matchup like this and a, and a win uh, by the Bullet Club uh, it means. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was an entertaining match and perfect for early in the card. You want to get a bunch yep. of people on the bill and keep the keep the action going. So, yep. yeah, it was fine. Did the job. Fair enough. We do see some like selflessness tonight because uh, again, Omega and the Young Bucks. I mean, these guys are. Let's face it, they're running things backstage. Exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, next up, speaking of the Young Bucks, who aren't looking that young, <laughs> are up against FTR, 
Which is yeah. the work that's the it's the revival, right? Netflix's just fists. Yeah, but FTR is fuck the revival, so uh, that's mature. Yeah, <laughs> they've, they've moved on. Um, but yeah, good to see them uh, again because yeah, it'd been a while. They were obviously a favorite back when they were in NXT and didn't oh, yeah. really translate to Raw and SmackDown too well. Um, but they I never do. Up, they were like Raw champions for maybe a couple of times even, and also they had a run as SmackDown champions. So yep. they had, there was a good three years of them on the main roster where they were, um, you know, uh, in in the tag team title scene, which completely passed me by. <laughs> I forgot all that happened. Um, That's a long time yeah, ago. Really, really good to see them back again because they are a great tag team and, and good having them up against a team like the Young Bucks because it's, you know, completely different styles. Yep. Um, but, you know, work together really well. They did. They did. They were doing each other's finishes and everyone was respecting it. It went a little long, but you know what? It didn't outstay its welcome at the same time. Uh, Jim Ross says FTR are like the Midnight Express. And I'm sitting there going, don't you mean the Brain Busters? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> One specific team that they are very reminiscent of, but no, no, not Express. <laughs> yeah. They even do the Brain Buster finisher, the Spike Pile Driver. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's just having a little giggle to himself. Yeah, but that um, yeah, that shadow machine finisher. Oh, that was a real nasty one they did. I can't remember if it was the finishing one or or one of the ones they did. Earlier, yeah, but completely planted one of the uh, the young bucks almost yep. through the ring. <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, and they do sell it too with that over the top Shawn yeah. Michaels esque. Of course, uh, sell again. No one apparently. As I'm reading on that, you know, uh, internet, that's always right. The Young Bucks put FTR over, and a lot of people were quite shocked to watch that. Well, yeah, I believe yeah. FTR were the champs coming into the match and managed to retain the title. So, good yes, on them. that's it. And this is was uh, apparently the rubber match for the tag titles. Really, really good tag team championship match. Yeah, absolutely. Well, WWE doesn't have any good tag team championship matches. Do they even have tag teams? Uh, oh, probably not. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have the titles for me. But, yeah, that, tag teams really an afterthought in WWE, especially these days. Have been for decades. Mm. Even in the 90s. It, yeah. What happened there? Anyway, moving on to the Outlaw 10-man football field backlot bash fest, oh, or man. otherwise known as the Stadium Stampede match. As soon as they said that name, I was like, oh, we're into some WCW schlock now, aren't we? <laughs> like, yeah. Out comes <laughs> fucking Eddie Kingston, Penta yes. L. Oh, Penta L Zero Miedo, who's uh, old Pentagon Junior or whatever from Lucha Underground. Sorry, is that uh, all one person? <laughs> I believe so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the best friends with Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Uh, oh. Orange Cassidy. Oh, I'm cool. only realizing now that this was a five-on-five match. I just thought it was an all-in ten-man brawl because everyone's oh. fighting everyone. Like, I'm pretty sure John Moxley's just bashing up whoever he could get his hands near. Claudio Castagnoli, yep. who we know as uh, Cesaro, um, yep. Wheeler Utah, Mike Santana, and Ortiz. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I saw John Moxley fighting um, Cesaro or Claudio. Cast, Castagnoli. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm not, I saw. Uh, 
Yeah, they're fighting each other at one point, so who knows what the hell was going on in this one. Look, as soon as that wild thing started, <laughs> Moxley come out, I'm like, oh, he really is Larry the Stooges of the Shield, isn't he? You're like, <laughs> whatever, Moxley. But I did I did think, I'm like, he looks kind of cool in this suit. Of course, yeah. not, not as cool with the porcupine stick sticking out his head. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. What oh. was that? This is a car crash, all right, and it, it, it's like I've just I just started writing down things, and out they came. I could have written. I was just closing my eyes, and off the, there's so much stuff happening. You couldn't focus on anything. Didn't like, some lady <laughs> drive up and deliver some brownies halfway through the match or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's mum apparently in a van. Well, uh, yeah, why not? Like the garbage cans, chairs, ladders, tables, baking trays with cookies on them. Uh, a minivan. Oh my God! Speaking of vans, uh, you oh. want to tell me? Talk me through your Monday night. <laughs> well, what was like, that? Yeah, that was a little insane. Um, Why so, does this stuff always happen to you? I didn't ask for it. I just went to bed at about ten twenty p.m. on a Monday night. Saw some orange light through crack through the uh, curtain windows, and I just thought, oh. What's going on? Is there like a construction thing going on our street? Yeah. A very small, quiet street, almost a cul-de-sac. And um, I was like, that's weird. Why would there be construction? Open a window. There's this van up in flames, like not two meters from my bedroom window, from the front door. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and right next to a power pole. And, oh, man. Uh, obviously, we called the fire department immediately. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> they arrived pretty quickly, but like the van's exploding, glass is flying everywhere, the windows are blowing <laughs> out. It was insane. The whole house just reeking of smoke and like the, the heat. You could feel the heat from it just in the bedroom. Like it was intense. Yeah, yeah but it, that looked like Sam Ace Rothstein's car at the start of Casino. It, I love how you're feel. And then hey, you're filming it, and I'm like, why is he standing in the window filming this, let's face it, doused car? It, that had petrol in it, not like, and when I say in it, like, through it. I don't know. No, nah, I think it's just something caught on fire in the front seat, and once once it went up, it went up, you know? Like, once it caught on fire, that was it. Oh, but it just went, it literally blows while you're filming it, and you're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you want to maybe get behind something or get under a mattress? Or... Oh my god! And they, have we figured out what the deal with that was? Like, because it's obviously dumped and burnt out. Well, no, not dumped. It's belonged to the neighbours. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Ah. Um, he's a Sparky, and uh, but he hadn't driven that van in a long time. He uses another car mostly, so. Um, <laughs> But yeah, well, I know why, <laughs> but yeah, he was obviously a bit freaked out about it, about it. And his kids upstairs were like looking out the window, just like, What the hell is going on? Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, there's been actually, uh, I live in like the smallest, quietest suburb, except while we we're in Japan, there were two fire bombings of shops in the area at the local uh grocery store around the corner, and also like a place that sells um american candy but both places do like vapes and cigarettes and stuff so there's been a bit of a uh organized crime turf war yep. 
over those uh, type establishments recently. And yeah, so there's been a couple of firebombings just in the past couple of weeks. And then, yeah, now this with the card. Unlikely to be related because obviously there's no ties to the tobacco trade with the car. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was like crazy kids or because there is a soccer pitch across the road, maybe some yes. kids around with fireworks or something like that. But, well, that that's yeah. where you'd run across, isn't it? Like if you did it. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah. You know. I don't know why Tony the Tiger burned out the man, but it, it, it was just, it was so over the top. Like, I, I was, because I explained it to a few people and they're like, in real life. like on a Monday night, the last thing you fucking did. Yeah, I had to show it to multiple people. I'm like, no, look. And they're like, who filmed that? And I'm like, you did. Like, oh my God. <laughs> man, the mean streets of wherever the hell you live. So anyway. Anyway, I'm glad you're okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they well, towed it. The cops came and took it away immediately. And they had, they had an arson investigator out checking yep. it over, and then they just towed it away. So. Yeah. So, yeah. No bacon trays in it? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. No. Uh, oh, not, oh, hang on. I've missed one. Uh, I've missed one weapon. Oh, of course, because they could fight enough in a bar as well. What is this? Uh, Orange Cassidy dips his hand into uh, glass. Yeah. What is uh, like, he like wraps his hand in like sticky tape, but with the sticky side out. And yeah, he sticks his hand in a thing of glass. Yeah. Glass. Yeah. And Biffo's Claudio. Mm. And that's the end of uh, that tumultuous outing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just insane, wasn't it? And it went for what? 20 minutes, 20, 21 minutes. I'm sure there's heaps of stuff that we forgot to mention because it was just chaos. Because there was like, because there's like 10 guys in a match, there was multiple things happening all at the same time all the way through that match. And you're like, what's going on there? And the camera would cut something else. You're like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> but of course, how do you follow that? We need to calm the crowd down. We have a coffin match. <laughs> uh, hang on, um, don't we have the women's match first? Oh, of course we do. Sorry, sorry, we do. I, I, my notes are everywhere. We do. We have. Uh... Hey, Paige is back. Yeah, big Paige fan. Or Soraya, as she is known in AEW, and uh, <laughs> she was up. Oh, that's right. This was a four-person match, wasn't it? Um, a fatal yep. four-way. Soraya versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Baker, DMD, and yep. Tony Storm. Yeah. She, I can't remember if she's Kiwi or from Queensland. One of the two. But she's, oh, I thought she was one of ours. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I you're think right. so. Yeah. Yeah, it's great to see Soraya back. That is her name. Yeah. So it makes sense That's to me. But uh, four-way match, I'm, I'm sitting there going, hang on, are we covering for the fact that some people can't carry this thing or are we just trying to get four people on the card? Is that what's happening? Yeah, absolutely, four people in the card because... Um, okay. Yeah, because... And you've got the angle of Tony Storm and Soraya have clearly got some sort of friends, maybe not friends anymore type angle going on. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Ruby Riot comes out too. She yeah, does a little bolt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely like because this is the only women's match on the card, so you know you gotta you gotta get a few out there. You can't just have have uh, Paige versus whoever the hell the champion was going into the match. Oh, the mm -hmm. Japanese lass. 
Um, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is that what you say uh, over there? Is it the Japanese? Yeah, that's, I think that's the technical term they use in Japan. Yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, we see again, uh, not without its violence, but we see a spray paint spot that I recall. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, and, Match at all. I thought there was quite a few um, good spots in this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to see Paige back in the brain. It's where she belongs. Yeah, definitely. It's been yonks. Been bloody yonks. Yeah, but she's still young and she looks great. She's got a great personality. I I can't believe that they didn't utilize her more on commentary or something to that effect when she was with WWE. Yeah. Like she really is a like a natural born host for something. Yeah, definitely. Well, they, I mean, they did for a long time. They they were. She was all over all them. Uh, you know, WWE was doing all those network shows, so like the prank shows and um, yeah, total divas shows and stuff. She was always uh, a big feature of those until she, you know, got into that train wreck of a relationship with Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh yeah. It was oh my god. What she had. Yeah, well, that that's weird when I'm sitting in Melbourne, Australia, in my backyard going, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> you know, you're just like, we've all known girls in the past where they're like, and here's my guy. And you're like, oh, Jesus, this is this isn't good. But what do you do, huh? Anyway, uh, again, welcome, welcome back, Paige. She's been back for a while. Uh, Tony Storm gets sprayed from memory. We're pushing it now. I believe so. And rolled up. Paige wins. Yeah, I did like the bit where um, Tony Storm and uh, Paige were both, oh, sorry, were both trying to pin Britt Baker, I think. And they were like, you know, they both knocked her out and they're like, I'm going to pin it. No, no, I'm going to pin it. We talked about this. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, and yeah, so <laughs> obviously they're, um, they're heading towards, you know, that'll be a potential feud for now yes. that Paige is the champ. Um, Oh God! Imagine Jim Paige. Ross if he was Jim Ross would be grumpy about that, wouldn't he? Oh, don't get this. This is silly. <laughs> yeah. Did he need well, to go and did he need to go and rest his foot out the back? You know how he's yeah, had a the main event, Jim. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I didn't mind the main event considering I'm not a big fan of either. It's all right. We'll we'll, we'll get to it. Um, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, no, Tony Storm uh, looking good. Um, I thought she uh, is sort of up to her game a bit in terms of character and uh, and yep. in-ring work. So she's definitely got a, a bright future ahead of her too, I reckon. All right. Is this your favourite match on the card? The tag team coffin match? <laughs> to be honest, it's up there. It's not, not casket, but then again, to be fair, it's in the UK. True. So you, because I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, what they can't call it a casket because they're calling it a coffin, and then like, no, no, hang on, no, that's fair. Interestingly enough, when did the Undertaker fight Kamala in a coffin match, which was the first one that was in the bloody UK? Yeah, right. At Wembley Stadium. There you go. There you go. I, no, I didn't even write that down. I just realised. Uh, <laughs> Look, Sting and oh, there's Darby Allen. He's still around. I mean, he's awesome when he moves, but he's so little. Yeah. But Sting, I mean, is he still around? God, I thought his career was over after that Seth Rollins incident years ago. Um, yeah, thanks, Seth. So, you know, he's still going. How, how old is he now? He's going to be pushing 60. He is 60. He's 60-something. 
well, he looks great for for uh, 60 because he was still moving around the ring. Those stinger splashes were looking just as deadly as ever. Mate, I can't believe we've... I don't think we're ever going to see Sting and Taker. Like, Taker's done, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought Sting would have outlasted his hey? I know, but that is just something that you just shake your head, the head out. Like, why, why, why? We never, even a moment. We never had a moment where they just looked at each other like, "I know who you are." Yeah. Nothing. Anyway, Endeavor's now finally purchased WWE. Mm-hmm. Never say never, pal. Uh, this is actually a pretty crazy who match. I like. Who are they fighting? They're fighting. Uh, oh, sorry. Christian, Christian and Swerve Strickland. Yeah, actually, I, I did like Christian's work in this. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good heel. He's fun. Uh, and a coward, which I always enjoy. Did you notice, and I'm sure you did, Darby Allen and Sting. <laughs> Darby Allen looks like Sting's know, little brother or something. Like, hey, his nephew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm looking after the kid. Oh, no, I'd start trouble. I'll have to finish it. But they, they enter the ring to seek and destroy by Metallica. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That would have cost them pesos. Well, I noticed they used quite a lot of um, actual songs for entrance music, like obviously "Wow Thing," <laughs> but there was a few. <laughs> um, I think uh, Paige, uh, maybe yeah, she came out to like "We Will Rock You." Uh, yeah, right. My God, surely not by Freddie. Yeah, yeah, it was a Queen version. Um, Holy cow! Yeah, there was uh, yeah, there was quite a bit of um, actual licensed music. Uh, used for entrances, I noticed. So. If but only then, Tony Khan would... Oh, well, WWE just, did, did it with... Uh, they had Edge come out to Slayer at WrestleMania, so... Yeah, I know. You're still talking about that. Jesus. Awesome. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe <laughs> uh, more artists are like being like, you know what? I would love to see a wrestler come out to my music. Because that's what I always thought would be sick. Like for, you know, if there was a potato-themed wrestler who could come out to Spud King, that would have been... Green <laughs> It's the junk food dog. What, what, who's coming out to that? Ride the pony. What, what's, what are you talking about? Oh, it's a jockey. God damn. That could be Darby Allen. The one, the one thing when Darby Allen did that freaking suicide dive with his hands cuffed. Yeah. Out of the ring. I'm like, do you want to die? Just put him in a coffin. Well, at least it made a suicide dive look actually dangerous and entertaining for once. I guess. But oh, I just wish... Oh, look, I love the concept. It was a cool... Like, I actually kind of really like this match. I might re-watch this match. Yeah. No, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a bit of fun. And uh, I even like the end when... The, <laughs> oh, hang on. No, no, forget the end. Luchasaurus comes out and gets waffled by a skateboard. <laughs> Luchasaurus looking like a member of Guar or something. He's just like... I don't know what's going on with that guy. Yeah, that's how the Luchasaurus become extinct. <laughs> Skateboard, boom, like, uh, whatever. But uh, I did like the squish end yeah. uh, when, when you know who's trying to clamor out. It's not Christian. Uh, it's swerve. Um, swerve. swerve, Swerve Strickland. It's an interesting name. There's a few funny names here where you're like, what is that? Like, what's the other guy's name before? Um, Jay White, my cool wrestling name, mate. <laughs> Jay, how long do you think of that? And uh, oh, another thing, just backtracking a little more. Take shitter. Ugh. He, his money. Yeah, it was great. He looks good. He's 
big and he can move. That's the one thing I took from that three-on-three yeah. match. Is I'm like, yeah. he needs to change his freaking name, and or he's gonna cop shitter. But he's he's good. He's yeah. really good. Anyways, but yeah, the clamoring and the trying to get out of the coffin. That's what you would do. Get oh, I'll exactly. stick my hand out, squeeze. Yeah. Ouch. Why not? Stinger does a nice splash. Again, he's moving around good. I think that Sting, like, he's had his win. He just performed in front of 90,000 people. Let's hang up the boots on that. Yeah, well, it would be a good way to end it, for sure. When's he going to wrestle? When's he going to wrestle in front of a stadium the size of the Melbourne Cricket Ground again? Yeah. I mean, like, Tony Khan's already announced, oh, we're coming back next year. It's like, that's the biggest mistake. They will not sell half those tickets next year. The other thing, too, I didn't mention is, did you know that everybody that purchased a ticket sold out this freaking thing that no one thought they would? Everyone bought a ticket not knowing anything about the actual card. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, it shows you how passionate they are. It's almost a thank you. Thank you for someone finally coming back over after 20, are we talking 30 years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, right outcome... Darby Allen's not going to survive 30 if he keeps jumping out of freaking things with his hands behind his back. But, uh, yeah, it was a nice uh, nice outing for Sting. Well done. He's still got it. This is probably the next... Oh, sorry, I'm moving on. And see, that match, it only went for 16 minutes. And that that was a fun 16. That felt like eight, eight minutes. Uh, next match is probably the best wrestling match, would you argue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really like this. Um, this is, of course... Uh... Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Um, damn, I haven't seen Ospreay wrestle for, yeah, probably a good four, five years or so. And yeah, holy shit, he's, he's bulked up. He's bulked yeah. up and he's just, like, he was always pretty good, but he was one of those, you know, smaller, skinnier guys that you couldn't really buy as a legit wrestler, but yeah. he had all the moves and, and he definitely had it. He just didn't have the physique. Now he's got the physique and, my God, and even Jericho um, was looking great compared to the last time I saw him yeah. in a match as well, which was like an early AEW um, pay-per-view where he was a lot heftier around the midsection. Uh, like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he was looking good as well. And there was one uh, like line sold or whatever that he didn't quite get enough height on and <laughs> straight into the mat. Um, but aside from that, he was you know, in pretty good form for considering his age and how long he's been at this. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he's rocking the proper heel Chris Jericho dad bod again. Yeah, yeah. Not just the normal dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, can you put a shirt on, Dad? What are you doing? <laughs> Coming out to get the newspaper, and you're like, really? <laughs> like, anyway, are we going to ever hit that age where you go, I just don't care anymore. I don't care. Yeah, probably. I'm feeling myself heading there already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know if I'll get to Chris Jericho level, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this match was great, great wrestling match, and yeah, some amazing yeah. moves from um, from us. Oh. Oh, incredible yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah. He's um, I called it a plunge, but what did they call it? They called it a stormbreaker, stormbreaker, yeah. His stormbreaker is his finisher. I was trying to write down the moves, and uh, I, I did like the stereo boots. That's what I've written down. You know, when they both kick each other in the face, like, bah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, Osprey uh, defies gravity in this. And mm-hmm. I think right now, WWE are looking at him going, ah, shit. Yeah. For sure. He's 
is a standout. He'll go back big. He'll, maybe another Cody, give him another year. Mm-hmm. If, if he's smart, I mean, follow that money trail now that Endeavor owns WWE. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting times. I want to WrestleMania, is it 40? 40, yeah. WrestleMania 40 next year is going to be huge. I don't care what's happening. We're going to see The Rock back, I reckon. Well, he's already back on bloody SmackDown and Cena yeah. as well because now, because of the writer's strike, they've got no movies to make. So, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be sent back <laughs> to the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, they'll be on this podcast next week. <laughs> They've got nothing to do. No, I think the writer strike's almost over. If uh, yeah, my uh, sources, we'll see, we'll see. Um, my sources are correct. What's that, uh, that John Cena Jackie Chan movie? The other oh one. yeah, watch that yet? No, what's that? Rush Hour Five or what was uh, that? Hidden Strike, it is called. Is uh, it any good? Yeah, it was alright. It was one of the stupider action movies I've seen recently. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's worth a watch. It's, it's nothing great. But you know, good recommendation. (laughs) Two stars. Uh, Yeah, yeah, realistically. I just (laughs) love I I love Cena in that second Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it. He's oh, you he steals that Mm. for some from some very credible actors. Actually, yeah, Anto watched it on the plane going to Japan and told me the same thing, so. Yeah, it. yeah, it's it's fun and it's got some real good jokes in it. Where you're like, "What? Like, how did this movie make me laugh?" Because <laughs> you know you're just not ready for it. I'm used to Marvel where you sit there going, "Fuck, I'm bored." Yeah. Anyway, uh, Osprey, <laughs> we're all over the shop. Osprey uh, wins and uh, with a Stormbreaker. Well done, well done, Osprey. We'll see you soon, somewhere big. All right, what do we got next? We've got the acclaimed. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. House rules, no holds barred, six-man tag team match for the AEW. So how, many of, how many of these do we need? Yeah, definitely don't need two on the card, particularly when one of them is uh, <laughs> featuring bloody Billy Gunn. And uh, he's with the acclaimed, which is Anthony Bowen, Bowens and Max yep. Caster. Uh, what what are these names? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I spent hours in the lab perfecting my wrestling name I came up with Anthony Bowens mm. um, but yeah they're up against uh, the House of Black who come yeah. out all dressed in white uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> hey though I did like that that was clearly a tribute they, to the Whites yeah yeah they look great oh yeah one of them was wearing a Bray armband I think or maybe that was someone else earlier um, that was the revival the revival, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, sorry, fuck the revival. What a, that's <laughs> yeah, so yeah. stupid. Uh, but yeah, here we get uh, Malachi Black, formerly what was his name, Alexander Black? Was it Alexander? no, no, what's it? Alexander, Alexa, Alexa, I can't remember you because you said Alexander. If you hadn't said that, I would have just said it. Something black, though, wasn't it? Alistair Black, Alistair Black. That's right, and he used to do the city uppy thing. Yeah, or the yeah, city up or standy. Oh, standy up. Yeah. yeah, very, very Halloween. Like, hello. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's Malachi now, uh, and he's out. I like, I like him. He's great. Oh, he is great. And yeah, Brody King and Buddy Matthews. I didn't mind them either. They're uh, intimidating looking chaps. And actually, Buddy Matthews wasn't he? Um, 
He used to be in NXT. He was one of that that Aussie guy that was in that Buddy and what was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's Buddy something. Yeah, uh, Buddy Murphy. That was his name. Buddy and, Murphy. Um, he's, he's jacked. Yeah, Jack. He's actually uh, dating or oh, engaged to Rhea Ripley as well. Well, I'm not happy about that at all. But anyway. Well, I mean, I don't think Buddy was would have been interested in you. So, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's just there's something about Rhea. Just the fact I know she could just beat just me up, crush you like a grape. Oh, I'd hate it so much. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're going off track again. <coughs> Julie, excuse me, I'm talking about it's live. Julia Hart also joins us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm getting lazy now. Because uh, the matches all start feeling a little similar yeah, to an extent. Chaos, a lot of these, like, particularly these trios ones. Like, I don't know yeah. what the tag rules are in trios matches, even if there are tag rules. There oh. seems to be, point, like, particularly in that first one, there was it started off with just two guys in the ring and ends up with basically a three-on-three, three, you know, mess. And I'm like... Who's even the legal man? Does it even matter who's the legal man? Then why did they tag in the first place if it doesn't matter? Like, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Uh, Late yeah, 80s thanks. WCW booking. Exactly, exactly. And yeah. same with this match. It's just, you know, it's just chaos. Um, there's one point where, um, what was her name? Julie Hart, did you say? She, uh, Ju- yeah, Julia Hart. Yeah. She yanks the bloody ref out of the ring to, to break up a pin. And, of course, nothing happens because there's, no rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but also, too, I think if a lady does it, it's more of a, oi, I'll send you at the back. I think it was a lady ref, though, so surely... Um... It was, too. That There should have been a cat fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, one thing that uh, of note that didn't occur in the other trios match or that garbage 10-man... Oh, I sound like Cornette, don't I? That backyard 10-man cluster... As uh, Julia Hart cops a, what I call a fanny flattener. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. and don't I haven't seen that before. Um, yeah, and these guys, the what are they called? The acclaimed? These guys. They got their... These, these guys. These, these guys. They got they their whole like, scissor thing that they're doing to each other until the crowd. Yeah, like, um, like uh, yeah, the Dudleys used to do. They did the scissor thing? Didn't the dud- oh wow that- oh I know what you're talking about yeah right the finger scissors yeah you'd have to do the thing I know what you mean you'd have to show me not a- yeah all right yeah what's all I don't know and that- that's a bit that's a bit much it's a bit much yeah oh but really I oh, see that was very ECW back in the day <laughs> do you remember when the Dudleys because they used to do that jump off the rope and yeah clang yeah. in clang in the privates but I still remember when. Uh, Devon did it, and I did it to one of the divas and landed there and then just laid there for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you, know when, you know when you don't even have to look at your significant other to know they're looking at you and then looking at the television looking and you say, yeah, I didn't write it. What are you looking at me for? You, you enjoy this, do mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that move did catch my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly would have caught Julia Hart's attention. Yeah, Sasha Banks is here in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Well, Mercedes Money. Yeah, Mercedes Money. Hey, she's money, all right. But how funny is it that, like, through the entire night where we could have cut to her, like, hey, look at this, remember her, she's coming soon or whatever. <laughs> you see, like, the, you know, 
the groin shot or female. <laughs> Let's go to Sasha Banks. I was like, what? I'm like, All right, whatever. But anyway, uh, yes, uh, the acclaimed, of course, uh, end up defeating the House of Black all in white. Mm. And scissor the crowd. And, uh, you know. <laughs> what is that? Anyway. They had some big yeah. chance at the end as well, which is, this is also a bit much. So I think we'll, we'll just leave it there for uh, the acclaimed. And what have we got? Oh, we've got the main event of the evening. Now this, don't you wish that this whole thing was backwards? It's one of those pay-per-views. Mm. I would love to see this night end with CM Punk and Samoa Joe. That's a main event for me. Well, yeah, but I don't know if we're really the target audience, considering we don't even watch AEW. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone else yeah, is pretty true. damn keen to see MJF versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, all right, do you? All right, I get, I get Adam Cole. He's like a skinny Shawn Michaels with a way bigger mouth, like almost unnatural. MJF, do you get this guy? Uh, I don't get this guy. He's like the Miz. I, yeah, I can't say that I've ever really seen his promos or anything, though, So, and I think that's a big part of it. People speak so highly of him. He's like yeah. The Miz, but not as good-looking, and his name's crap. He just he reminds me of, like, MVP in that same way, where it's like, how yeah. am I supposed to like this guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't fully get it either. Um, and, like, this match... Like, don't get me wrong, it was entertaining as all hell. Yeah, it was very good. It was quite possibly the stupidest wrestling match I've ever seen. And, like, we watch, I mean, I'd say we're not up there with the highest percentage of wrestling watches, but I've definitely seen my fair fucking share and can probably <laughs> count on one hand the amount of matches that were more ridiculous than this <laughs> that I can think of. I suppose. Are you talking about the chair spot at the very end? This is a half an hour goddamn match. Talking about but, the entire fucking thing, the premise for it. Like, yeah. you know, they're friends, but, well, they weren't friends, but then they wanted to be friends and then they don't trust <laughs> each other. Like, the bloodline, this ain't, you know? There's, yeah. There's and no high drama going on here. Uh, true. Also, it's sort of, are we leaning into too many entities of the past? This, like, the Hogan-Savage thing where they were good friends and now they're enemies. Uh, these guys are apparently also tag title holders of... So I don't know what of, because I saw the tag title happen. Yeah. But, but, look, uh, my, my opening notes. MJF, don't like him. <laughs> and Adam Cole, too small. And this is, this is our main event in front of... 81,000 pay oh, look, they, they pulled it off. This was an entertaining match. Like, Oh, actually, all right. All right, hang on, hang on. What about the attempted tombstone then? You get a tombstone on the table. And you're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, these aren't big. Take him. All right, I get it. He's like 6'11". Of course he can tombstone you. He just pops his knees and your head's off the ground. Whoa, look at me. These guys are little dudes. Mm. I don't know. I thought that was particularly brutal. Uh, epic ref bump at the end, baby. <laughs> That's <laughs> mental. Every rapper, and just like, oh, just constant silliness. Like, um, when they both they both clothesline each other and then they both bloody pin each other at the same time. Oh, uh, I didn't mind that because, but you knew it was going to go on, didn't you? Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, they but, set it up. As if you're going to, yeah. From the start with that. But 
Yeah, imagine if they just ended the match like that. Fucking 90,000 English people would have just gone on an absolute riot. <laughs> oh, CM Punk would have caught the train back. <laughs> oh, what? What's going on? Oh, CM Punk. Do you reckon he's at WWE? That game, because they've brought back other people. Do you reckon they'll bring him back? A million percent. Survivor Series in uh, Chicago? Ah, look, it might not be till next year. I don't know. I don't know. While seeing Punk's in ring shape, then maybe maybe they'll strike while their iron's hot. Uh, oh, you know what? Fans. Yes, um, CM Punk too. This is one thing that a lot of people always look at me and go, what? And I'm like, no, no one remembers. Have you ever heard CM Punk jump on commentary? No. Nah, it's really, good. really good. Yeah. Really good. But that's where if he wants to hang up the boots, that's actually where he could live. If he would, he probably, probably doesn't want to do it. He's got his money. Yeah, He's got his Definitely coming. And look, you know, while Cena's there, maybe, maybe you can get a CM Punk Cena thing happening. Um, I reckon you'd only get CM Punk is if he gets the main event. Well, Just once. There. Like, I, I can't see a CM Punk versus Roman thing happening. Oh, I want to see Rock versus Roman and just watch the biggest, slowest, shortest pile of shit and go, yeah. Uh, do we have like a Brock match and he just has to cop like, you know, 500 <laughs> suplexes? <laughs> I know, I know on some level you'd enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, oh, hang on. Now we have a little run in, another cup of coffee character. Oh, yeah. Roderick. Like, Trump. Roderick Strong pops in. He does a little bit of damage. He does yeah. more than frickin' MJF's doing. Yeah. At least he goes through with it. He don't need no friends. <laughs> and then frickin' MJF. Oh, how about that chair bit where they throw it to each other? They're like, yeah. Come on, guys. And ah. then he does the then he does the Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, yeah. Oh man. So stupid. But you know. it, it was stupid. It was entertaining, but it's yeah. the main event. Can we have if you're gonna go half it, you don't have to entertain us with gags. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. That's a it's a fair thought. Um how do we wrap this thing up? Uh, well, we're coming back next year, so <laughs> 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 yeah, but, um, MJF of course wins oh that's right after the double clothesline MJF hops on the uh, the microphone and he says we're not, what is it we're not going until there's a fucking winner in Wembley in front of like how many kids it's like come on man I guess we've just already seen what's her name Julia Hart so yeah. why not throw it out there but at the end he gets the right he gets the attitude era clearly Oh, I know. <laughs> on the pulse, that's like us doing this. This would have been interesting to people online a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah, we get, uh, we, we see the fireworks. We see a big hug. It's like, okay, these guys are going to blow up again probably next year at Wembley with about 16 people watching. <laughs> wouldn't you go, if, like, wouldn't you think, okay, this is their WrestleMania 3. Whether you like it or not, this is no one thought for a second they'd pack that thing out, and they did. What did freaking Vince do next year? They went to Trump Towers, and it was under twenty thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. So wouldn't you? I'd be forecasting that. I'd be like, let's pack out something small, and you know, make the money on make the money through the pay per views of the special live events, or whatever the hell we're going to call them in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. 
But I, look, overall, it was very entertaining. Probably an hour too long. We didn't need three, four train wrecks. We needed one good one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a warm up train wreck and then, you know, a big proper train wreck. <laughs> didn't need that many. But look, I guess at the end of the day, you know, we're not regular AEW watchers. Will um, oh, you stop saying that? <laughs> you no, but like, no, no, but I mean, my point being. Does an event yeah. like this, their biggest event ever, does it make yeah. you want to become a regular AEW watcher? Now, you asked me this last time. Mm-hmm. And I said, not really. And what do you say? And unfortunately, I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm look, yeah, I'm good too. I don't need to watch every pay-per-view. But I think maybe I'd check it out from time to time, just based on the strength of the roster. There are so many really good wrestlers on that card that you know um I'll, I'll keep a casual eye on it i guess um but yeah, yeah. i don't think there's any sort of strength of storyline or character building no. that makes me want to i don't want to tune into raw the next night to find out the fallout from anything that happened on that show you know what i mean like yeah, you know they- when you watch a great wrestlemania or something you're like fuck i can't wait to see what happens next week how are they gonna move on from this there's none of that you know yeah, there's clearly way too many chefs in the kitchen yeah. backstage. Yeah. Uh, it's very obvious. And also, too, the inmates are running the asylum. Also quite clear. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need a boss and you need someone that goes, here's what we're doing. The best wrestling that ever existed was the late 80s and the early 90s, very early 90s. Yeah. And the reason was is it was two people writing the whole thing. And you don't need approval for that. It's like, we do this, right? Or that's that's weak. Make it this. Done. It's written. Like, a room full of writers? Anyway, I, I, I will digress. We hope you all thoroughly enjoyed. Glenn and is I don't know what accent this is. It's a very uh, British person. Yeah, a very, very British person. Yes, that's very, fine. Very fine. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not there yet. And until next time, we shall see you. Good night. Yes. <laughs> Ramble on, good sir. <laughs> <laughs>